Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast, The Disabled Black Chick. I am Sierra. Um, this is a space where we talk about all things disability, specifically for amputees, being that I'm an amputee, and all things travel, being that I am currently living here in Spain. First and foremost, I would like to congratulate all of those that voted um, in this year's presidential election um and congratulations to joe biden and kamala harris i was sitting on the edge of my seat watching cnn streaming cnn from my computer because i can't get it here in spain um on cable tv but i'm streaming cnn refreshing 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 my page uh for about two or three days while the election was in progress and the counting of the electoral votes and me feeling nervous that the the contest because that's what it is was very close in numbers uh again as far as like the electoral votes so i'm so 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 happy um about the outcome with this uh presidential election this year um i've seen online and on youtube and and everywhere across all of the social media platforms of people celebrating in the streets and enjoying themselves and having a sense of l- feeling liberated which sounds crazy because america is supposed to be the country of the free And for a lot of people, but especially people of color, have not been feeling that way for the past four years. I mean, this has been going on since the beginning of America, but specifically for the past four years, a lot of people of color, specifically black people, black Americans, um, have been just experiencing some, a lot of overt racism. Um, A lot of people just felt the need to be bold enough to and blatant enough to uh, i don't know uncover their racism and felt empowered by donald trump um because he was enabling this type of behavior and a lot of racist people ran with it and took advantage of that but um i saw on i am not a tiktoker but i do watch tiktok and i saw on tiktok that there were a a trend of videos of people um asking these trump supporters like where where are your trump signs like these trump supporters that had those trump signs in their yard and was very proud and displayed it and had like these outrageously huge trump flags hanging from their pickup trucks like a lot of tiktokers were like well what happened like why did you put that away be bold like continue to be bold no now they're scared now they're scared because their god is no longer in office and yeah it's just crazy i'm just interested to see what the u.s is gonna look like um with this new president and the new vice president kamala harris um the first female vice president um but vice president of color she is a half southeast asian i believe i have to double check that and african-american and let's just see how this is gonna play out um 
I am just happy that we got rid of Donald Trump. I'm happy that he's no longer in a very powerful position, um, which is to be the president of the United States of America. Um, and I'm just eager and I'm in, in great anticipation to see how this is going to play out for the next four years. Okay, and I just want to give an update on the COVID situation here in Spain. So this entire COVID-19 has been a bit frustrating um, being that we were in complete lockdown from March until June of this year. And then um, around the time in August where a lot of Europeans, but specifically here in Spain, they vacation a lot throughout the month of August like late July, August. And so the lockdown um, kind of softened uh, around the summertime. And I believe I did a, um, I believe I did an episode covering information on the, the lockdown during the summer. So now it's fall and we're creeping into winter and um, now we're on a new restriction. Uh, there are several countries within the European Union that have decided to go back on complete lockdown, meaning it's basically quarantining all over and they're going back into the different phases from phase zero to whatever phase the country um, left off on. But in Spain, um, as of right now, and I truly, truly hope that it stays this way until the numbers of COVID um, decreases. But as of right now, we are on curfew. So the curfew is from midnight, depending on the region, but in my specific region, from midnight until 6 a.m. So, which is fine by me because I don't go out late anyway. Um, the only thing is that if I wanted to go to like a friend's house or something, I would have to leave before midnight or stay the night, which I like to be comfortable in my own apartment um but but yes yeah, so that's an update so supposedly this is supposed to be in effect for 15 days um but there are some rumors that it might bleed out until um may of next year so we'll see how that how that what that looks like and how that was, is going to turn out um here in spain so today, I think it's going to be kind of short and sweet and, and simple um, with this episode. Um, I thought about this because um, this specific segment in this episode um, about questions, it's called 10 Questions You Always Wanted to Ask an Amputee. And this is an article from Vice that I found online. And one of the reasons why I decided to do um, to, to implement this in this episode is because I had a friend who recently asked me about, um, my, my amputation in my foot and the question that she asked, well, let me backtrack. I was, um, trying to hurry and sit down because I was running around all day and my sound side, which is my quote unquote normal side, the side that I have a leg on, a real leg, uh, like I was running around so much that my foot felt tired. 
But when I was approaching her and I was sitting down in my chair, I mentioned to her or just speaking out loud and I just said, oh my gosh, my feet are so tired. And she thought about it and she was like, your feet? And I was like, yes, my feet. And so she asked me if I have pain in my sound side, my actual real foot, like do I feel pain in the left foot? And so I was explaining to her how that yes, when I walk around a lot and I feel that my foot on my sound side, my real foot is tired from just walking and just being just standing for long periods of time, I do feel the same sensation on the other side. And it could be some sort of wiring that is occurring in my brain and the fact that I still have my nerve endings in my residual limb where um, I've gotten the amputation. So I don't know, I thought this would be fun to kind of cover 10 questions you've always wanted to ask an amputee. Okay, so first question is, how did you lose your leg? And I think I covered this answer in one of my previous episodes. I lost my leg in 2009. Um, I was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer called pleomorphic leiomyosarcoma very long name and uh, it was found in my big toe and this type of cancer was a horrible form of of cancer very rare very rapid growing type of tumor that could easily spread to my upper regions of my body like where my vital organs are and if it did that i would not be here today to even post any podcasts um about any of this so Yes, I'm I was sad that I had to this resorted in an amputation, but I am happy that we stopped the growth of the cancer and I was able to have the option to completely remove it from my body and hopefully to never um have any concerns of it coming back. Okay, and the second question is do you ever experience phantom limb pain? Yes. Yes, 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 I do. I experience phantom pain almost on a daily basis. When I first um, had my operation and my my amputation, um, I experienced phantom pain pretty often, like almost every hour, every moment. Um, when I would watch gory movies, there was something about the gore that triggered my phantom pain that I don't know, like I, maybe it triggered the stress that triggered the phantom pain, but I would experience a lot of phantom pain from watching like gory movies. Or if I saw something that like really creeps me out for some reason that triggered the phantom pain. Now it's not as often. Sometimes it's right now. Currently it's more of a random type of thing. It's very sporadic. Um, but it is still triggered for me. It is still triggered heavily with stress. If I'm stressed and I know that I'm stressed, I, that phantom pain will fire like crazy and it hurts. And there's, for me, there's three different types of phantom pain. For me, one, it feels like one type of phantom pain feels as if someone has like a lighter and is burning the fire underneath my leg. I don't know how 
any other way to explain it. And then another one, this is going to sound horrible, but the this is one of the worst ones. It feels as if someone, because I still have my nerve endings in my leg, it feels as if someone is grabbing one of my nerves with their index finger in their thumb and pulling it down and stretching it to 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 the maximum and then letting it go and let it retract back up and doing that continuously that is the second one the third one feels just as if someone is just punching my leg on the inside it's it's horrible it's horrible when it happens sometimes it lasts for a few seconds sometimes it can last for up to a minute and I know that might not sound like it's too long but when you feel that pain it's the it's one of the worst feelings it's it's horrible I can't control it there aren't any true medications for it as well um I had a doctor prescribe me Lyrica and another medication I can't remember the second one but and Lyrica is typically for people with diabetic nerve pain but it With phantom pain, it just, again, it happens sporadically. There wasn't, it's not like it happens like in a specific time throughout the day. It's super sporadic and super, super painful. Okay, so the next question is, how are you able to walk? Um, I walk um, while using my prosthetic leg. I have a prosthetic gym leg that I use exclusively for maybe like long walking activities, hiking, uh, definitely when I go to the gym. But other than that, like that leg I only use for when I'm performing some sort of uh, activity. I have another leg that I use just to, I call it my everyday leg. So if I'm going on a short walk, I'll use my everyday leg. If I'm just going out shopping, if I'm going to run errands or just going out in general, I'll use my everyday leg. This foot is a little bit different because it's a little smaller so I can kind of plop on a shoe very easily but my gym leg because my previous prosthetist made a mistake and ordered the foot a little bit too big I have to use a shoehorn and I don't know I like the feeling of being quote-unquote normal where I can just put on a shoe on its on you know on my foot by itself without using a shoehorn like I just like to feel as fluid and normal quote-unquote normal as possible so the next question is, do people ever joke around with you and your prosthetic leg? Um, people, uh, I guess it all depends because with kids, yes, they'll call my leg a robot leg. Um, I remember when I was babysitting, I, I babysat throughout college and there was a little boy that I used to babysit. He was around like three or four years old, three years old. And he would call me a robot like <laughs> because, you know, he wasn't used to it. I was babysitting him before my amputation. And then I came back after my amputation and he called it a robot leg. And it didn't it doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Like for kids I don't care adults I don't care either um I guess I'm just at a point in my life where it's I'm not sensitive about my prosthetic anymore I wear it proudly I wear shorts I wear 
Um, I go swimming and I wear, you know, the bathing suits, bikinis, whatever. Um, I go to the gym and work out and I don't think twice about what I put on because people are going to look. Um, but I haven't, I don't think I've had anyone joke about my leg to intentionally hurt my feelings. I don't think I've had that before. But yeah, it's normally kids that'll call it like a robot leg or, oh, a pirate's leg. I've gotten that before with kids. And if adults do joke around, like it's someone that's close to me or someone that's just being cute and nice about it. So I don't take it to heart at all. The next question is, when is it hardest for you to miss a leg? Um... Let's see. I don't know. I guess so a few things like I have to I can't be as spontaneous with my day as my personality is, because even though I'm a planner um, in some capacity, I am a very spontaneous person. And um, and so being an amputee and being a person with a a physical disability, I have to ensure that like I have everything. So for example, in the summertime, especially here in Spain, I live in central Spain. So it is like living in Arizona. It is so dry and so, so hot outside. So if I know I'm going to go outside, um, or if someone has a car and I'm with someone that has a car, um, there I don't have to really prepare as much. But if I know that I'm going to walk out in the heat, I wear a special sock that is an anti-sweat sock. I think they're called Swift Wicks. Uh, it's an anti-sweat sock that prevents um sweating to uh, that it prevents the sweating of the leg and I know a lot of athletes wear it uh as regular socks when they're performing I don't know maybe like basketball or football or whatever sport that's that um will cause a lot of sweat they will wear those socks so that they won't sweat on their feet so I wear that with my underneath my prosthetic leg under one of my liners in my prosthetic leg to prevent the sweat because let's say I decide to wear some pants, a pair of pants. Um, it's It'll be hard for me to adjust my leg if I'm sweating without the sock, without wearing the sock. It'll be very hard for me to adjust it and it'll start to slide down and eventually fall off if I don't make any adjustments. So, um, so that's one. Another thing is that um, I have a specific leg for swimming. Um, and if I decide to go swimming, I would have to bring that leg with me and change out. Like I was just having a conversation with someone about traveling and how most people when they travel and they're prepared to do different activities, they'll bring different shoes. Like if I'm traveling and I decide to go hiking, I'm going to bring hiking shoes or gym shoes. Or if I decide to go to the gym, I'm going to bring gym shoes. I have to bring legs. I can't just bring shoes. I have to bring shoes and legs. So that's the main thing. It's just the 
being spontaneous and just go and just being able to go and not truly prepare for for things that's one thing that i do miss the next question says if you'd had a choice would you have lost an arm or a leg so in my case it's a leg um yeah like what (laughs) of course i want my foot back of course i would want my leg back like I feel like life is so much more simpler when you have all of your limbs. Um, I wouldn't have to worry about the cost of prosthetics and if things are going to get approved by insurance companies or not. And I wouldn't have to lug, what, like two, three legs every time I want to travel to go running or go hiking or whatever. Like, I have to completely prepare myself for everything um so yes it would be life would be so much easier um if I did have my leg but I am very very happy with my life because not saying that that I'm happy that this whole situation occurred but being that this all happened to me in my life it helped me appreciate life and people and value life and people um 10 times harder than I did before and I try not to take things for granted um I try not to take the fact that I I'm still able to walk for granted so um so yeah if I could if I had a choice I would honestly yes I would get my leg back for sure 100% Okay, so the next question is, have you ever used your missing leg as an excuse for anything? <laughs> yes, I have. I've, I don't want to get into the details of it, but I have used my leg to get out of several ticket violations on my car. Um, both uh, like parking violations and actual like traffic moving violations i've gotten out of several tickets because of my leg and i'm not going to get into the details of it but yes (laughs) yes so another question is have you ever been bullied because of your leg no um again i lost my leg um 10 years ago so i was still considered an adult i was uh 23 uh so no I didn't get bullied um but I did speak at a school uh where a student lost his arm here in Spain a student lost his arm or he was born without an arm congenital amputee and uh I did speak to his classroom and was just giving them words of encouragement and I talked about bullying and all of those things and and so like you know I just wanted the the kids to be uh desensitized to you know the the thought of seeing someone that looks different and that it's all okay like you can still be friends with someone that looks completely different from you um so yeah but I've never been bullied or anything uh as an amputee so the next question is the follow-up to the last one and it says and now do people ever respond weirdly weirdly 
when they notice your prosthetic leg. Yes, people um, normally have like a strange facial expression when they see my leg, which is normal. I feel like I would think this, I would probably have like the, a similar expression if I saw someone that had a prosthetic or looked different from what I'm accustomed to. Um, so yeah, I do get that all the time, but it's not anything, for me, it's not offensive, it's not rude, it's just curiosity. Um, but I did have a guy here in Spain who saw me working out at the gym and he literally didn't know me from Adam and just literally walked up to me and just started to caress my prosthetic. And there's so many things that is wrong with that because A, personal space. B, um, I don't know if he has an amputee fetish or a disability fetish because those people absolutely exist in the world. Um, I've blocked several people from my Instagram who was very persistent with my friendship request on on my Instagram. And so, yeah, that that was has been like the weirdest thing, the weirdest response that um that I've had as an amputee. The last question says, when you have a date, do you let them know you have a prosthetic leg beforehand? And I don't date, so <laughs> that I don't have to, I have nothing to explain. But I will say that um, with friends in the beginning, like if I would meet a new friend or something, I felt inclined to explain my situation because maybe the first time I met this friend or coworker or whoever um they probably just they saw me with like pants on so my leg was covered up and then the next day I'm wearing a skirt or shorts and they're thrown off and super surprised so um yeah like if I meet new people I do feel like the second round that I, that I meet them I feel like I have to I do feel a little bit inclined to to explain just a bit like it's not anything that I would go out of my way to explain it to them but you know if they're looking at my leg and staring at it I, I'm sure they're just doing it out of complete and innocent pure curiosity so yeah I will um explain to them about like my entire situation I'll give them like the nutshell version of it I thought this was so much fun. This this article that I found on Vice, I thought it was so much fun to answer some questions like this because I do feel like some people, when they see me, they do feel a little reserved when it comes to asking questions about my disability and being an amputee and my prosthetic. So this was kind of fun to kind of answer some, I guess, common questions that people would have specifically to amputees um so yeah i think i'm going to do something similar to this within the next podcast so i wanted to end this episode with some positive affirmations um just doing the the 10 common questions that um that people would have when it comes to uh, people with disabilities or a person specifically that are amputees. It just made me think about the time when this all occurred to me, the cancer and the amputation and how I felt super discour- discouraged with my life and 
wondered why me and had a million and one questions and even questioned the existence of God because I didn't I felt like I didn't do anything wrong to deserve anything of this magnitude to occur in my life. So I just have a few affirmations for you guys. Um, It's called when you feel hopeless at the end of your rope. All right, let's begin. I may not understand the good in this situation, but it is here. I may not understand the good in this situation, but it is here. I muster up more hope and courage from deep inside me. I muster up more hope and courage from deep inside me. I choose to find hope and optimistic ways to look at this. I choose to find hope and optimistic ways to look at this. I kindly ask for help and guidance if I cannot see a better way. I kindly ask for help and guidance if I cannot see a better way. I refuse to give up because I haven't tried all possible ways. I refuse to give up because I haven't tried all possible ways. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to everyone and all of my listeners. I can't believe just looking at my all-time plays on this podcast, I can't believe it's grown to me in a substantial way. Um, So thank you so much for my little number of audience out there that's listening to my podcast. I hope you truly, truly enjoy The Disabled Black Chick. Um, I will have more episodes coming. I know I'm super, super inconsistent. Uh, It's just that I have a lot on my plate right now, but I promise to kind of push out as many podcasts as I can throughout the month. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'm thinking of having more episodes similar to this one, but I'm trying to tweak the format and figure out the format that I want to have for for this podcast. But enjoy the rest of your week and be safe out there. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.